In a world of fake news, we bring you up-to-the-minute factual inaccuracy and a heavy dose of moral truth. With your hosts, Kyle Mann and Ethan Nicole. This is the Babylon Bee. Fake news you can trust. Whoa, hey, it's a Babylon Bee podcast. And it's me, Ethan Nicole. And I'm here with my friend, Mr. Ma. Well, it's not Maga, it's Ms. Ga. Miss Miss Ga. I'm wearing a hat that it's says sort of like Lady Gaga, but you're Miss Ga. Make satire great again, or Ms. Ga. <laughs> People that just glance at that. Have you gotten you wear that in public? My wife does not allow me to wear this in public. <laughs> Although in our new neighborhood, Th- we those went, are on our store. Just so you guys know, They're yes, available. you can get the make satire great again, Ms. Ga. If hat. you want to be very, uh, murdered, there's a B emblem on it somewhere on right one there, of these yeah. sides on the side there. there. Look at that, a little nice. embroidered. It's pretty. It's where the American flag usually would be. It's porpoises. Well, you can say that. Probably not. We're gonna have to flower bed it. No, it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so yeah, the new neighborhood that I moved to, we went outside and there uh, at the cul-de-sac, there was all these families out playing, and this is exactly what we wanted for our kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's like a couple guys wearing MAGA hats, big Trump flag. And they're just standing out in the middle of the street drinking Coors Light all night. Big burning cross out there. Yeah, and they were wearing this white um, kind of sheet-looking Yeah, little pointy hat thing. Things. But not really. Actually, it was kind of <laughs> great, and they were very kind. So yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the Rednecks. No, I they're am. great. Yeah, they're, I, I don't know. You have to have, like, only lived in a city to have this cartoonized version of what oh, small-town people are like. I think when we were first married and looking at places to live and when we first went home shopping, I was very concerned with getting like the suburban, you know, look and like we have to have this really nice area and that's mm. what I want. Even though we couldn't afford it, you know, we'd always ended up not in that area. <laughs> that's what I wanted. And now I've embraced. I want to live among Wait, the rednecks. Like, so people have like old cars in their yard yeah. and like. That's what I want. Big old like moonshine stills and stuff. Yeah. Mm. I'm a fan corpses strewn everywhere yeah because you know what or like the family graveyard right out front yes <laughs> yeah the distillery dog. in the backyard the yeah. meth lab in the basement the whole thing yeah the one-eyed dog on a chain because you know what they're kind of weird but if your home gets broken into oh yeah everybody you get the whole be town right there with the shotgun. back i mean that's really in all honesty pretty much where i grew up i grew up around that yeah trailers i grew, i lived in trailers i lived in a trailer park but yeah, there's there is there's a loyalty and uh, yeah, it's much different than the city. It may be people just they don't want to interact in the city generally. They they didn't move there to be part of a neighborhood or part of a group of people or yeah. Our last house was in the suburbs, uh, kind of near you. But suburbs are like that too. It was like uh, our neighbors never said hi to us. We didn't meet our neighbors for like six months, mm-hmm. and then our neighbor across the street was crazy. Mm-hmm. And we didn't meet him for a while. And finally, like a month after we moved in, two months after we moved in, he like knocks on the door and he's like, your car's parked in front of my house. And that was like the <laughs> only time, you know. <laughs> so Isn't I'm that... a fan of the redneck thing. <laughs> yeah. And then other crazy stuff happened. And I'll tell you about it in the subscriber portion. Okay. <laughs> See, got to tease it. Teasing it. Got to tease it. Uh, we wanted to mention a couple of things. This is coming out on September 11th, which was a big day. I don't know. Do you have any reminiscence? I, I was a freshman in, in high school when 9-11 happened. Really? You're that young? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You are young. You're that old. 
You were my a main young, memory young adult, is that, right? My main memories of that day, I think we talked about this last year on 9 We probably did, yes. But my main memories of that day, uh, it was kind of awakening to how ignorant I was and how uh, focused on my own life I was. Remember I was calling this girl I had a huge crush on, and uh, her dad answered, and he's like telling me, have you seen the news? The, the World Trade Centers went down. I didn't even know what the World Trade Center was. It was oh, it's some big building or something. Uh, but I, I just didn't know what to make of it. It didn't kind of set into... It really didn't set in for like months of what had happened. It took me a long time to like realize like really the, I don't think, not living there, not being part of it. I don't know if I can ever really say I, I felt it, but, but, uh, yeah, it was obviously totally different for New Yorkers or even people in that proximity that than it was for us, but happening on the, the thing that freaks me out about it is that's a giant national tragedy I've, I've lived through just, I've just been alive during it. That's it. I got I wasn't there, but, um, but you do, you start to understand older people. The further we get from it, the younger generations don't take it that seriously. They kind of joke about it. The further from it we get, the more they'll kind of joke about it because the less real it is. So it's I kind of get, I, I get it as cheesy as it is to say, never forget. Like I completely get it. I think it's probably a healthy thing though. To some and extent. Some, to some extent that we can make jokes about the Peloponnesian Wars and not. <laughs> yeah. Never forget it or something. Yeah. I mean, you remember the lessons. Time heals all wounds. Yeah. True. To some extent. Yeah, I don't know. But I, but I also get the visceral kind of thing of being, I was, I remember that day and to them it's just kind of a cartoon, you know? Yeah. I was kind That's of wondering if the flower bed thing, oh, can we say that? Bleep that out, Dan. The <laughs> can't say that current now. disease that is occurring. Top of the charts. To, <laughs> is, uh. I was kind of wondering if it would unite us in a way that 9-11 did, and it did oh, not. Oh, that was crazy. 9-11 did unite us. It did not. So. No, not at all. <laughs> I wonder if 9-11 would unite us now. No, absolutely. I don't think it would. I don't think so. I think we're a different nation now. You can't. If you weren't really around at that time, you can't imagine. It was wild. Like we, I think I told this story, but I, lived, I worked at a sign shop. Ethan, story time. He's never boring, and he's never dull. Story time with Ethan Nichols. Yeah. We started making little, started making little flag stickers, just a little American flag for a buck a piece, and people would just we just put a little, all the little signs as flag stickers, and just nonstop all day, people were coming in. The whole town had fl- American flag stickers on their cars. Didn't matter what your political background was. Uh, so yeah, it was wild. It was probably like a month, maybe, <laughs> like. You, t- you, everybody's all unity and, and, uh, super, uh, patriotic. I feel like it lasted for a while because Bush's approval rating was really high. Yeah. It might've been longer than that. For a while. I mean, he, yeah, he won the second time too. So, mm-hmm. all right. We also wanted to mention, uh, our senior writer, Frank Fleming has a book, Super Ego Fathom. It's a sequel to his book called Super Ego. And he just got an audible release for it. He just put out the audio version yeah. on audible. So if you like having your books read to you by a person with a a nice voice, now now you have it. I uh just got I, I start I started doing audiobooks when I started going to the gym a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I quickly fell out of it because the podcast was much easier to digest in that short amount it's of true. time. Mm-hmm. Uh but I recently got a longer commute because I did move to the boondocks. Mm-hmm. So I started listening to Twelve Rules for Life on Audible. And I'm quite enjoying the experience. So maybe I'll do Super Ego Fathom next. I love a good book read by the author. 
Yeah. Did it's Frank read me, this one? Do we know? No, he, he hires people. Oh. Because he's got that uh, that snivelly engineer voice, you know. His, I think his voice could... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He likes the... Yeah. I think Jordan Peterson starts crying at the end of one of his chapters. Does he? Oh, yeah. Like, you got to find the meaning in the Yeah, chaos. I got to hear that. I heard that was good. You don't have meaning. It's not good. I read Barry Valley Possum. If you ever read the audio... This is the audio book of that. I gave the performance of a lifetime... <laughs> You gave it your all. Gave man. it my you all. Left it all. I did. I left I it all in the booth. A different voice for every character, so it was pretty intense. It's beautiful. All right. Let's hey, how about stuff that's good? But now this week's edition of stuff that's good. I'm going to talk about something that's good called Fall Guys. It's a video game, so you can just tune out now, Ethan. There's Ethan tuning out. <laughs> While Ethan goes and gets a coffee, uh, I'll tell you about Fall Guys. It's a new video game that's on, um, I should have looked it up. I know it's on PC because that's what I play it on. I think it's also on PlayStation and maybe Xbox. But it's a, it's a battle royale game, which is are hot right now, like Fortnite and such, where you, mm. you know, 100 people para drop onto an island and they fight until one guy's left standing and that's the winner. Mm. Except this one is... Because they fall and they're in their guys, that's why they have the name? Um, they fall on their guys. Okay, so this one is different. It's not that. But it is the concept where you have a bunch of people and one person's the winner. But why is it called Fall Guys? Because they all fall. It's like um, the TV show Wipeout or any of those shows. Lava. So you're you're basically all these little cartoon characters that are really goofily drawn mm-hmm. and or animated or whatever you call it, rendered. And uh, you all like are going through kind of like a Japanese game show where they're trying to like drop the floor out from under you and, mm-hmm. and there's big fists are coming from the wall and punching you and big thing, Uh-oh. big so boulders you're trying are to get knocked down. down. So you're trying to be the last one, you know, to make it to the top. And then it'll, uh. and then like the, fir- the, the top 10 of the 60 will move on to the next round or whatever. And then finally, like they'll do two or three of these mini games and one person will be left standing. Hmm. It's hilarious. My kids enjoy it. We play together and it's a lot of fun. So fun case, we've been enjoying it. Sounds fun. It, it is fun. That sounds fun, hey, Kyle. That was, that was good. You, you're very good at feigning your enthusiasm. Social skills are coming along. I think I may have mentioned this, but it might have been on an audio mullet, the other podcast that we do. Uh, there's a channel called Corridor Crew on YouTube, and it is guys that do special effects. They do reaction yeah, videos. Um, oh, you were talking about They're pretty big Doug channel. Maybe. Yeah, I think it was with Doug. Yeah. I, was it on this show or on... I can't remember. I don't remember. But I'll officially say it's... I highly recommend it... Uh, the, the, uh, content warning i mean they're looking at uh sp- effects scenes and stuntman scenes so there's gonna be fight scenes there's gonna be some violent scenes they also do videos where like they'll take a g or pg rated movie and make an r-rated version of it where like just up the violence like they did one with home alone <laughs> where like when the guy's head's getting blowtorched like his eyes start to boil in his sockets and his face it's more melts realistic and, yeah they kind of take it to the extreme that it would be um they did one with willy wonka the chocolate factory and everything but uh, awesome. so yeah, they have those. But like, <clears throat> I find it kind of fascinating. They have stuntmen react. They um, and they have special effects guys react. Animation animators react, and they'll watch scenes from movies and they'll break down how they did those uh, those effects. They'll show good ones, bad ones. It's very entertaining. They're like fifteen minute videos, and even if you're not into that stuff, like you, you'll find it fascinating like, what goes into it. It's pretty cool. And I'd like to warn you that Ethan's content warnings are correct. Because we just watched one of the shows he recommended. I gave a strong content warning on Body, yeah, on YouTube. I said, oh, yeah, I had my fainting it's pretty couch. Bad. It's pretty I had my bad. fainting couch behind me, and everything was all right. All right, let's do some weird news. 
This has been Stuff That's Good. This news is weird. In weird beer news this week, mm-hmm. beer made with whale testicle and sheep dung among exhibits at Disgusting Booze Museum. <laughs> so these are apparently real booze that were made. Because uh, this, this Swedish museum says people can be very desperate to get drunk and such a situation become quite inventive. So yeah, whale so testicle the- <laughs> and sheep dung. So you have kind of primitive sim- civilizations that are looking around like, what can we ferment? <laughs> Where do you get that whale testicle? Because I imagine if you're whaling, I imagine they're like pirates or something. Yeah. But but you're whaling, you know, you got the fat, you got all the stuff. Like, yeah, what are we going to do with these giant whale testicles? Because they've got to be big, right? I mean, a whale is like the size of a, what, an elementary school or something? They're insane. I don't think they're as big as an elementary school. I remember, uh, yeah, they're big, though. There's the really big ones. Whales are big, yes. It depends on the elementary school. It could be a small town one. Okay, maybe an like old... a little more. Okay, like town. a one-room one schoolhouse. Well, wait. Whales are like... And how big's a whale? Whales the biggest are, whale. Whales like, are like a hundred... like the blue whale, the big one, the big one? They're like a hundred feet long. Yeah, I think the blue is the biggest. Okay. Well, anyway. I Googled this because I was before, just reading well, 20,000 okay, leagues under the sea. Okay. How big is a whale testicle? Blue whale is 98 feet. How big is the biggest whale testicle? Hold on, I got to go into incognito mode to Google this. <laughs> How big is a whale? T- up to 150 pounds per testicle. Holy, so that's like whale. my... Monkey. <laughs> what? Wait, don't block that. I can't say my... Monkey. <laughs> that's that's bigger than my... Monkey. Don't say, don't. I can't. If you ever have the temptation to use your... Monkey. A comparison for weights. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> what else is 150 pounds? It turns out that one fin... Wh- what's fin? Uh, size of a basketball? I think it's... Uh, no, I ain't right. Other gross brews at this museum. Wine fermented in a prison toilet. A spit-fermented cornmeal beer from Peru. Ugandan gin made from fermented bananas. An ancient Korean beverage fermented from children's feces and rice. Which was thought to be mis- medicinal in the past. And then I like this one. There's also a Scottish brew served from the mouth of a taxidermied squirrel. You want to try some of my brew? It comes out of the mouth of the taxidermied squirrel. I can't do it. That was better what, than your Does Swedish. that make it better? Like, well, my Swedish. It's like how uh, beer snobs are like, no, you can only drink that from this kind of glass. Yes. It brings <laughs> out the notes. Tax- does it come out of its mouth? That's what it said, right? The, the mouth, mouth of the taxidermied squirrel. Yeah. So yeah. they hold it up like, maybe they pinch it by the tail and it's like... <laughs> And they swirl and is it like, like this? Just like a mason jar where they like just like stretched a squirrel's carcass around it? And its head is like know. a spout? Or like are they just I, hollowing out I a... I think if you're going hardcore, you gotta it's got to be in the hollowed out carcass. I don't so think... So the carcass is sealed enough that it can hold Otherwise, beer. it's just a gimmick. Yeah. It sounds like a gimmick to me anyway. Here's some more weird beer news. Anheuser-Busch's non-alcoholic dog brew quickly sells out. Uh, it's not that weird. They made actual but, beer for dogs, but it's not alcoholic. Oh, it is. I thought this was it's just sold the name out because it's the... four dogs. Yeah, it's not dog beer like, hey, let's name our... Yeah, it's not dog brew. It's... So is there like lonely bros that are hanging out and like, I wish my dog could have a beer too. Yeah. <laughs> just feeling well, really left out. Just let it have beer. Does real beer hurt dogs that bad? I would think you probably can't give beer to a dog. Can dogs... <laughs> the Babylon Bee Show. Beer. Where you get to listen in as we Google things. 
in incognito mode. Dogs can suffer from alcohol poisoning and toxicity. They're more susceptible quickly over imbibing. We can give a little bit. Uh, All right. Well, I was just thinking if, if, I mean, dogs are probably really like the whale testicle and sheep dung beer. I would think some of the more snobbish breeds like poodles would only drink like a microbrew. They wouldn't drink the Anheuser-Busch. Oh, yeah. I think that's for basic dogs. I like those greyhound looking ones. They're all like yeah. slender looking. Snobby. They're drinking it out of a squirrel. Yeah. They would probably like it out of a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, they love that. Squirrel! Here's, here's your weekly news update on removing things from people. <laughs> Multiple stories this week on that. Doctors pull four foot snake from woman's throat after it slithered in as she slept. Four foot. Oh. She's just sleeping. So she was sleeping in her garden. Why? Why? A little, what does she think? Who does she think she is? Like Alice in Wonderland or something? She's just sleeping in her garden. I like how these stories are really bizarre. And then as you hear the details, you go, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. I like this. Like, is, oh, she was in her garden with her mouth open. Oh, it was Ru- in <laughs> Russia too. <laughs> that was the last thing I was going to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Oh, Russia. Oh, it was in Russia. <laughs> but I like this. According to local reports, such innocents are unusual. But older residents advise the young not to sleep outside in case a snake slithers <laughs> inside their mouths. Listen very carefully. Piece of wisdom to him. <laughs> Ivan, listen to me. I'm trying to think of Do Russian. not sleep. I was trying to think of like Klotsky or something. <laughs> Do, Do not, not sleep, sleep in, in garden. Yeah. <laughs> in case it is unusual, but snake could. It actually sounds into your throat. like an idiom, like some. Yeah. It's a metaphor for something. Like yeah, and that literal. Don't sleep. You know what they say. Don't sleep outside unless the snake slithers in your mouth. No, I meant it. It was real. And she's just like, cram it, old man. I sleep where I want. She pulls up some ivy and... "Ah." You can't tell me what to do. Uh, It's nice out here. Old people are idiots. I Ah! tried to tell you. Wakes up with a little tail of her hand right here. (laughs) Call 911. (coughs) Snake. Did all four feet make it in? Yeah, it was like all the way down there, I believe. I guess they couldn't tell if it was still alive when they got it out. I guess they were pretty freaked out. You can see it on there. Uh, what else uh, we got? Also, doctors uh, removed a 15-pound ball of hair from a teenager's stomach. So apparently this is one of those girls who likes to hold her hair in her mouth and be like, chew on it while she's doing stuff. How many um, Ethan's... Monkeys. ...in ball of hair? Uh, it's a ten, uh, I'm not... No. I'm not going... That better but get censored. Your monkey. She, I have a hottest monkey. Person. I mean, the people I know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I have, a, I have one of the best looking monkey. Yeah, I'm dead. By all good. accounts, by all accounts, <laughs> it makes make no sense. sense. Yeah. Um, Same though. Same. I, I give hope to the fat men everywhere. <laughs> That's what I want to be. So, the, so this lady, this teenager girl, she just chewed on her hair a lot is that yeah she's just chewing on her hair was it her hair seen that Can you dust my daughter likes to chew on her hair but do I you guess know she, if it was her own yeah it was her own hair oh. and uh they, i guess they had to they cut it out of there they thought it might be like a tumor or something and uh i, I can't read it because you're like i'm sorry editing it or something i got ocd and i changed my mind and i just put uh, it back uh oh well, okay so 50 but isn't it kind of inspiring that like people can have a four-foot snake in their body or if 15 pound ball of hair and they're just like I'm mildly not feeling great and they just take it out. Like this is a mild inconvenience. Like, humans are very we can we can put up with a lot. There's a lot of stuff we can do we probably don't even know. That's like what, how David Blaine makes his money. He's like 
You know, nobody even tries stabbing themselves with giant long things all the time. Oh, look, the human body can handle it just fine. Yeah. Good like, for him. Who knows what we can't do? I'm looking forward to, to the David Blaine swallowing a snake and a <laughs> giant ball of hair. He'd probably do the snake. He swallows all sorts of stuff. Didn't we talk about this before that it's kind of like uh, uh, the old woman who swallowed a fly now? Like maybe she got the hair in and then she sent the snake down <laughs> to get to hair. retrieve the hair. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Uh, re- is this still in no. removing things from people? This is news? its own okay. All right. island. So this week in donkey news, residents rescued donkey with plastic chair stuck around its head. Head. Sorry, it got cut off. It just says it's on our document. Yeah. So I was thinking this story would really put the donkey in seats. Huh? <laughs> oh, come on. I just, you have to laugh that there's an, a, a donkey with its head stuck in a chair. When that's what chairs are for. For donkey. Can we have, is it, is it, it's going to get edited to donkey every time I say it, isn't it? It probably Jack, donkey. It's a, it's an animal. Uh, yeah. So, hmm. Good for the donkey. A uh, goat hops into deputy's car, chews on civil papers, headbutts officer. So is this an Antifa goat? <laughs> I was thinking if a human did any of this, they would like be dead. Like, you like go into the cop's car. Sir, get out of the car. And the guy like, looks out of the car and he's got a mouthful of civil papers, which apparently means like... Like a ticket or something, like tickets or... Yeah, it's like... Stuff or yeah, you're getting arrested or something. So it's all the cops' documents. It's all the do- important documents are replaceable. Looking at it with crazy eyes with a mouthful of paper and pulp. And then like she comes near you because it's a female cop and she's got her, you know, she's got her hand in her holster and you just like headbutt her and knock her down. I'm like, <laughs> dude, there's cops. Well, you can hear cops right now. I don't, know if you, by. I don't know if they can. Maybe if we can Everybody hear the headphones. But that's funny because that's the right timing. Maybe the, yeah, maybe someone's time. currently chewing their papers. Possibly. Uh, man 80 blows up his kitchen while trying to swat a fly. <laughs> Isn't this an episode of Breaking Bad? That was the worst episode of Breaking Bad. You didn't like the, the Hated fly? Hated that episode. The bottle episode. I liked it. I, I love bottle episodes. I'm a huge fan. The story was good. Do you like? And then the, they just paused. Yeah, but that's to make true. him obsessed with the fly for a whole episode. I hated it. It was a character building. Thing. And the worst thing is, I watched the whole series like three times because I watched it alone, and then my roommate wanted to watch it, so I watched the whole thing with him. And then Jess, when I got when we were courting, she wanted to watch the whole thing. It was like three times that I watched that stupid episode. I'm like, is this a general consistency so, that people don't like the fly? I don't know. I, I always people are like, oh, I thought it was brilliant. It's actually rated pretty low on IMDb. Maybe oh. I'm, a, maybe I'm the I outlier. That sucked. But this guy, he's out trying to kill a fly. Uh, the man eighty was trying to reach the buzzing insect, but he hadn't planned for the fact that gas was leaking into the property. He's like, oh, there's gas leaking. I don't know if he. Did anybody know that? He waved the bug zapper, which is kind of like a tennis racket. You got seen those the tennis racket the zaps, the zap racket. Designed to burn flies the moment there's contact, but instead of swatting the fly, the instrument ignited the gas. The kitchen and part of the roof was destroyed. The man escaped serious injury by diving on the floor. So he did like the whole like Rambo like dive. Yeah. <laughs> did he dive? Like how much time you have time to turn around and dive after you've hit some gas with your electric racket? Yeah, I wonder how you know. Like, it's just a 
It seems like it would be an instant explosion. Yeah, it seems like maybe things quick. started. Maybe went things started to catch fire, and then he's like, "Oh no!" And then it blew up. He hit the fly, and then it, it's like everything starts rumbling and shaking, and the flies looking around like, "What's happening?" He's looking, and they make they like lock eyes, like it's gonna blow. The fly jumps this way. He saves the fly. <laughs> Let's go on to that's some the sh- question: Did he get the fly? Sorry. Stories of the week. Go ahead. Yeah. Every week, there are stories. These are some of them. Man, now I wanted to t- keep talking about the fly. All right, here we go. <laughs> he jumped it. <laughs> so California has been experiencing blackouts across the state. While many thought these blackouts were due to poor planning and unrealistic green energy requirements, Governor Gavin Newsom clarified that he ordered the blackouts as a powerful display to support Black Lives Matter. So you remember the black uh, squares on Instagram? Yeah. Now, if you look at California from space, it's just big it's black, black banana. <laughs> is that California's banana? I always think of it as a banana. What would you call it, California? Yeah, what is that? It's like a, it's like a lawn chair, maybe, like a, one of those lounging lawn, chair. lawn chairs. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. It's an is. L for libs, <laughs> like a very slack L. That's <laughs> yeah. how a lazy liberal would draw an L. Yeah. A leg. Yeah, just runs out of steam. Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out like what, why are we having blackouts? Like the biggest state, you know, we have tons of resources. So I was looking into it. Science, science. That's why we're having blackouts is science. Well, apparently in 2006, they passed this law that, uh, that the, the state's supposed to be like half green energy by, I think 2025. I think this is, uh, basically we're on this trajectory. So I was looking it up and so currently we're powered by wind and solar about almost 30% the state is. That seems like a bad idea. That's a lot. That's like a third. Because wind and solar are pretty finicky, right? Like, right. So well, what's happening during heat waves, you get this massive heat wave, uh, which you think, oh, yeah, solar. But for one thing, in a heat wave, there's like no wind. So wind so power is gone. Off. So that's about 10 per- 7 to 10% of the power is wind. And then at night, you get no solar. So every night, we're losing like a third of our power. Hmm. And then we're using way more than we usually do because it's so hot. Yeah. This seems poorly thought out. Yeah, it really does. Um, yeah. So that, I don't know. It's weird how all these things are kind of coming back to like are we, be are, a problem. It's, it seems like a lot of these, you know, kind of like the grocery store bags, how now you can't use them during the, the pandemic. Yeah, right. It's like all these things are set up for like when the world is perfect and glorious and everything is good. But, uh, <laughs> but we're not there yet. We're not there. So, <laughs> what, uh, didn't we recall Governor Gray Davis for this? Yeah. But that, that one, I thought it had something to do had with the more power to do with, uh, with Enron and stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't, that was a little but, bit but more of a capitalist version. Blackouts and stuff. Yeah. If I remember. Right. They basically had, had something to do with they had incentivized power companies not to buy enough power or to buy it cheaply or whatever. And so when this hit, they weren't ready. They didn't have enough. I guess, I guess power companies actually purchase power from, there's the company that makes the power. There's the company that distributes the power. Uh, listen to other people that understand it, not me. There's a company that delivers the power. They put it in a box and bring it to your front door. Yeah, and then there's like the marketing of the power. The marketing department. The, I don't know who else. Right. The retail, the guys that sit, out, sit at the store and sell the power to the they end user. Little samples with toothpicks. Yeah. You want to try some? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so it seems it seems dumb. 
Uh, are we not doing nuclear? Is that nuclear is off the table? Yeah. Nuclear is pretty green, right? It's green. It's like but they're freaked green. out by it because they think it's going to explode and everybody's going to turn into three-eyed zombies. Yeah. When we talked to uh, Scott Adams, he was talking about the generation four nuclear plants and how they're like, like we think of nuclear, we think of Chernobyl, you know. Mm-hmm. And he says that, no, the generation four is completely failed safe, hmm. which is what everybody always says before something explodes, but still. Yeah, <laughs> it's completely <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, uh, and we're also having these crazy fires around here. There's I just walked out fires, to my yeah. car and there's like white. Everything's covered in ash. If there's white stuff on my head, like white specks, it's mm-hmm. from, it's the ash from the fires. So I guess the one that was is around here was caused by a gender reveal party. Yeah. Did you hear this? They had some explosive that. device. That, it's a boy. <laughs> and then just fire. <laughs> Just fire everywhere. Wow. This is why you don't have gender reveal parties. God I don't understand spoken. who has those. Most people I know that have had babies recently have had gender reveal parties. Really? It must be a point? millennial to Gen Z thing. I don't get the point. On the one hand, as like pro-lifers, mm-hmm. I appreciate like the, yeah, yeah. let's celebrate a baby as much mm-hmm. as we can. And hey, binary gender. Yeah, it's also, yeah, that. it is very, that's true. <laughs> On the other hand, it feels a little extra, like you're trying to go for that. Are you doing that and a shower or is it in place of a shower? It's always and a shower. I think they managed to get a few, like maybe an announcement one, the gender reveal, the baby shower. You know, they, they try. I think they're trying to milk for extra gifts. Because what do you do at a, if you're at a gender reveal party? You don't even know what to get the baby yet. Right. Unless you're like buying totally gender neutral stuff. Because you, you don't bring gifts, do you? Maybe you have to bring a boy gift and a girl gift and you wait and then they... It's a boy. Yeah, it was the explosion. They put all... So they find out it's a boy, so they put all the girl gifts on a pile of dynamite and blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> this is useless. <laughs> That's exactly what Oops. Ah, hmm. uh, well. Uh, local man Chad Bruner says he believes all humans are born good. Altruism is man's natural state. That it's just society and parenting that corrupts them. Incidentally, Bruner had no younger siblings. No kids of his own. Not even any nephews or nieces or even any neighborhood kids. Then asked, uh, when he was asked, have you ever even met a freaking three-year-old once in your life? He said no. Oh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> he thought that mankind was good because he had never met a toddler. He hadn't mm. met my four-year-old or your he's two-year-old. Three, he's three, three now. Three-year-old, yeah. Both of which are named Calvin. We have two little monster Calvins. Calvin is getting out of the crazy phase. He's a little more, my Calvin's a little more just cute and adorable right now. But there was about a year or two there of like, he was never terrible. He was never the like, uh, you know, throw macaroni and cheese everywhere and and smear feces on the windows kind of kid. Like demon possessed. That's totally my Calvin. I know. (laughs) Those are actual things that probably happened in your household. But... He's just intense. He's I just a very wife, intense personality. Yeah, okay. I texted my wife, told her to send me things Calvin has done. Okay. He oh, dumped out an entire box of Lucky Charms on the living room carpet. He picked out all the marshmallows and then left the rest on the floor. So he just dumped the entire box on the carpet and then went through and ate the marshmallows. And then he's going, oh, there's just pure, just the crappy ones, you know. Oh, uh, that was recent. Yeah, uh, I threw away all, all, all of Eliza's Paw Patrol toys in the trash. So we were trying to find the toys. These are the main toys they play with, her favorite toys. She threw the entire cast of Paw Patrol. He did. Threw the entire cast of Paw Patrol in this like nasty 
we couldn't find her. We were searching the whole house. And finally, he's just like, should I dig through the trash? And they were like down in there. Um, He will poop in the backyard, and then he will use his toy excavator to pick it up and play with it. Make sure we get an Ethan story time uh, <laughs> intro. <laughs> Wait, he will poop in the backyard and then use like the tongue? He has a toy excavator that you know, picks it as a scooper. Excavator. Yep. Hey, poop, see you later. Does he at least drive it over to like the trash can? Uh, probably not. It gets probably stuck in the little thing, smudged in there. Uh, he climbs on the counter to get chocolate, which is hidden on the very top shelf, higher than the refrigerator. Uh, he climbs up there, like up onto the shelf, stands up, and this is this cabinet also is full of medicine. So we've had to put a lock on this cabinet because he was getting in there, and he was just like finding. One day we went out there, and he had opened up a thing of ibuprofen. It was like scattered everywhere, and he had like three in his mouth. It's like doing he's feeling good yeah um takes off all his clothing and then uh oh he, he takes all the clothing well he does take all his clothing off constantly but he will open all the drawers in our room he shares a room with eliza he will take every bit of clothing out of all the drawers and throw it all over the entire room he's done this multiple times he's also filled the, the bathroom with toilet paper. he just ro- unrolls it all and covers the bathroom with toilet paper I like how you text your wife and there's just an instant. She remembers like all the, she's better at listing them. For me, it's a blur of like, he's awful. He's awful. But yeah, I can't I'm trying think to think details. about it. I'm like, my, yeah, my kids just made messes, but I can't think of. Um, this one's Eliza. When she was three, she filled her Barbie house bathtub with soap, water, and toothpaste. <laughs> and then, and then dumped a bunch of pieces of my wife's puzzle in there, which my wife's obsessed <laughs> with puzzles. So she just took, so she will never finish the puzzle because like a, a chunk of it is now soaked so those are the ones she thought off That's top of her thought. head. I just texted my wife. She said, what do you mean? I said, what's the worst thing they've ever done? She said, Sam would, we would go down to see Sam and he would be putting butter all over himself. <laughs> so he had a stick of butter and he'd be <laughs> like rubbing butter. <laughs> yep. Buttering myself up. Maybe he thought he was a piece of toast. I don't know. <laughs> Have you met anybody who actually believes this, that humans are basically good? Because a lot of those things aren't actually evil either. They're like just curiosity or, but, but there is this, uh, I don't know. There's a, uh, it's a really, it's really hard for me to buy into this idea or actually to even like get on board with why you would think it. That if you stripped away all of society and, and all this stuff that we've built up, that humans would basically be good. Yeah. Kind of the theory of the noble savage or whatever. I yeah, I don't know. I struggle with it a little just because people are, people do tend to be fairly decent and restrained. I mean, I, I think for the most part. But again, that, that a lot of that is God's grace, God's common grace, restraining us through society and rules. Like you imagine if we were all dropped yeah. on a desert island, it would How not be. How do we be. know that we're, yeah, I mean, we're born into a culture and a society and that's kind of like the old Chesterton's fence thing. I mean... Do we really know that tearing it all down is going to fix everything? Because mm-hmm. hmm. that seems to be the attitude right now with all the, a lot of the rioting and protests. Uh, all the race stuff is that that racism is so embedded in everything has to all be torn down. Like there isn't a, let's work it out, let's say sorry, let's change a few things here and there. It's like it has to all be torn down. 
Yeah, it was in uh, uh, Peterson's 12 Rules for Life, he talks about how, uh, I think he was talking in the context of marriage, how we set up all this marriage, and it's kind of this thing that society has done to kind of guide things and, and teach morals and restrain people. And then, you know, in the 60s, you had like the free love movement. You know, let's tear it down, free mm-hmm. divorce, whatever you want. He's like, you're destroying society. Like society has erected these walls and we tear yeah. them down and then the horrors come in, you know? <laughs> yeah, it always amazes when people act like, you know, going all the like crazy orgies and good and all crazy sexual is like some new idea. Like mankind has probably been through all that and they arrived at where we're at. And they were like, okay, this is <laughs> It's terrible. not that they were cavemen or whatever. And they're like... <laughs> Monogamy. <laughs> and then they discovered. Yeah. Sex. At some, and the, finally in the 60s. They'd never thought of it. Yeah. So dumb. All right, well, we're moving on to politics. Ah, oh, politics. According to an anonymous source in the White House, President Trump shocked aides and other staffers last year when he lost us temper and punched a baby in the face. That sounds what? pretty bad. That he would do something like that. That is shocking news. That is shocking. And where is this coming from? Uh, anonymous, multiple anonymous sources. Hmm. So there's an anonymous How report. How reliable are they? Well, I mean, there were multiple of them, and they confirmed it. Oh. Uh, Trump punched the baby directly in the face, completely unprovoked. That baby, he looked at me funny, said Trump. I know a funny look when I see one. What a dope. That baby looks like a complete and total loser. You want a piece of me, baby? Sad. <laughs> and it, it, for their part, Republicans have denied the allegations, calling them stupid and ridiculous, and saying that they're 95% sure that Trump would never do that. I love that 5% chance. Well, <laughs> yes. Because when I heard the Atlantic's piece that was published saying that Trump called the dead soldiers in a war losers, mm-hmm. I was like, there's no, there's almost no way. <laughs> that that's true. But it does kind of read this report that the Atlantic actually released saying that Trump said called um, dead soldiers losers. It does sound like this fantasy that was written in yeah. some liberal think tank somewhere. Yeah, or something, or some like... <laughs> you were saying maybe it was something that Trump might have said as a joke. Like maybe he was just joking with his buddies or something and like it got, which is everything, maybe, you know, I don't know. But I'm just saying... Maybe they had a grain of truth and they just like kind of, how can we frame this? Or I don't know what goes into that. I mean, maybe he literally said it. I don't know. But uh, it does seem like the standards are pretty low. If I just try to imagine if, uh, did they do this? Maybe they, they probably did. I, I wasn't paying attention, but did Fox release stories completely based on anonymous sources about Obama during the Obama administration? Like, I'm that, sure they that's all been, do it. I, I'm sure they all know. do, but. It seems really, uh, really sloppy. Like, what? What is the point? I mean, it's just to get everybody riled up, I guess. But yeah, and the journalists were quite adamant that it's okay to release these sources. They're like, we we know who these sources are. We're not mm. going to tell you. But we mm. know who these sources are. And they they were very adamant that this is a common practice. It feels very much like the sin of gossip. It does. <laughs> so repent, journalists. I heard word on the street. Kyle picks his nose. So do you think anybody... Actually, you can see that. It's on the podcast. It's just on the podcast. <laughs> you know, that's not a rumor. <laughs> do you think anybody's like swayed by this? Do you think Trump voters no. are like, oh, well, I was going to vote for him, but they read this story in the Atlantic and they walk out to their truck and peel off the Trump sticker. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. The honeymoon it's is betrayed over. betrayed me. 
So <laughs> according to Fox News, Trump and many from the White House staff have forcibly denied the allegations that alleged, according to four unnamed sources, that the president referred to dead soldiers buried at the, I, I'm not going to say that right, Isni Marne, American cemetery near Paris as suckers, hmm. and that the land was filled with losers during his, I don't know, he became Bernie Sanders there, during his visit to France in 2018. Also, when John McCain died, according to three sources, he told the senior staff, we're not going to support that loser's funeral when he saw, and, uh, when he saw flags lowered to half staff. What the flower bed are we doing that for? Guy was a flower bed ing loser. We have the sound bite. I know, but now it's easy for Dan to sync up because I say no. flower bed. <laughs> the president told AIDS. Although a lot of people came out and said it didn't happen. Yeah. So apparently they, they went out into the ocean and found John Bolton living among his family of walruses. And he came up and spit some water out and it was like, oh, no, no. And then he made some walrus noises. <laughs> I don't know what they... I don't know what they do. Yeah. That's a seal, right? Or is that a walrus? Well, a seal's like, arr, arr, arr. so then a walrus would be deeper, right? And then, and then he said, he said, uh, no, <laughs> I was there. He said it was bad weather. That's why he didn't go. It's not because Trump didn't want to. He wrote a whole a book where of- he actually had an account of this, right? And then he was yeah. like, oh yeah, that never happened. So if anybody's like not going to stand up for Trump, it'll probably be John Bolton. So you think that probably this isn't true. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sounds like gossip to me. Or it's even like taking uh, like the Access Hollywood tape and then inferring from that that Trump is like a serial rapist. Like he said some off-color stuff in that. But like to, to infer from that that he's admitting to a lifetime of rape and murder, <laughs> just like assaulting people is like, yeah, it's a little far. Like I wonder if that's like that, like, if he made some kind of off-color joke and it's been taken to this, like, he made this official, I don't know. It's weird. I have no intention of defending Trump. I just, I hate when... Stop making us defend Trump. Yeah. It's like, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> you morons. <laughs> you also think that this would have come out earlier. Yeah. Is this their best 11 o'clock, what do they call it? 11 o'clock surprise yeah, 11, or something? 11.59. 59. The October surprise. Yeah. Like this is the big that one. It sounds like the thing. You think they, this is the big one. I think they got another one. They got another one. They probably have another one. But it seems like they would have used them up by now because they've already through four years and they already last election. Like, what do they got left? Well, the great thing about Trump They're is like that, save this one for next year or next election. The great thing about Trump is that he just like uh, drops his own bombs on Twitter, yeah. and you can't. This probably is if you go through all the because he's on video so much. Just makes fun of him all the way through the eighties. There's yeah. got to be so much you could find. They've been digging. It's probably people's entire job is just dig through old Trump footage. Yeah. Wow, what a job. And you'd be like, yeah, so so what? He just <laughs> tweets the weird things that other people would be like exposed for. <laughs> well, that's the other hard thing is like, how do you discern a fake Trump tweet? Because there are a ton of them out there now. Yeah. Because it's really, it's really easy to fake a Trump tweet. But it's kind of smart, right? Because grab. then you read it and you're like, okay, he said that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just Tuesday or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, at this point, is there anything he can say that would, what could he say? Punch a baby? Or something like, denounce Christ or something. <laughs> he might even be able to get with that. But even if he punched a baby, it'd be like, yeah, he, the baby had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, are we ready for our topic of the week? Let's do it. And now, the Babylon Bee's topic of the week. Christians, you guys are weird. 
<laughs> us. We guys. Yeah, we, we say this love as being part of the weirdness. We all came through the 80s and 90s together. There's just some weird, weird stuff. stuff out there in Christian land. Yeah. So we're going to react to some bizarre Christian stuff. Yeah. Delightfully, Delightfully weird. weird. I mean, lovably weird. <laughs> all, all created with the best of intentions, I'm sure. So yeah, we're, we're going to watch some of the, some of these are almost all classics of YouTube. Some of these uh, you the might not have seen. There's a couple that are very popular. So Yeah, the seasoned YouTuber may have seen all these. But uh, these are kind of a... We're going to pick our top five or six here. Uh, just most bizarre Christian videos. Yeah. So let's do it. Uh, Dan, you got that first video for us? Oh, and also, thank you to our subscribers for yeah, sending us, us these. mine these out. And narrow down the best ones. Classic. Sunsea. Is that the name of the song or the band? The band. That's a weird name. A little suggestion. Is this ska? It's like ska, yeah. I love how he nods on every word. No horns. Yeah. Five Iron should cover this. I would listen to a Five Iron. He looks like... He learned how to. He learned his words recently, and he's really proud of himself. He just took his human language. Yeah, I got this talking or singing nail. I love the guy behind the piano, the bald guy who clearly doesn't want to be there. His wife there next to him was like, "Hey, are you gonna come sing with Sunseed? I need another backup." <laughs> It also has that, like, it's so close to, like, a nursery rhyme style song that would be for three-year-olds, but then they just added a good bass line to it. Yeah. It just feels like he hasn't written a, lot of, written a lot of songs yet, and so he's really proud of having written. Oh, yeah. That's a heck a of a breakdown. bass, man. Look at that bass. Look at that thing. No body. Oh, yeah. Nailing that bass line. Oh, my gosh. Little off Cheryl on the keyboard yeah. there. Jesus oh. is a friend of mine. I love oh, this guy. I love his stance, <laughs> man. The knees, like, yeah. I don't know what that is, like 50s rock and roll. Yeah, days. I love this line. Very Calvinist. Very Calvinist take. He really stares into the camera. I wonder how many takes they did. You gotta think there's some probably probably some pretty good outtakes of this somewhere. We're gonna have to find them. All right, that's enough of that, Dan. <laughs> I uh, oh, man, it's so good though. Like, I think this was so huge that like they did this on Glee. Oh really? On the show Glee, they actually did it. Jesus is my friend, a friend. Of oh mine. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not that I watch Glee. I it's Googled just so it. bizarre. Like, Jesus is a friend of mine. Like that's what you like, went with. Yeah, there's Ryan and Jeff, Frank. Jesus. All this kind of stuff makes me wonder what the Christian stuff today is going to look like in 20 years. I know. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, will we be one of the things they're mocking? But is this unique to Christianity? Like, no. You look back at stuff from 30 years ago, and it just looks weird anyway. Yeah. So. I think that we... It's just that we're always a little, like, 10 years behind. Well, we're also... The age is faster. We're generally talking about the most serious thing. Yes. We're talking about eternity, eternity. Yeah. God, 
Jesus dying on the cross for us, like the most important, most serious thing. And so to kind of wrap it in this like silly ska song it makes it a little silly. And the further out you get, it gets, yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of say like, yeah, he's, he's a Mountie that always gets his man. It's just weird. Right. But I mean, I, I am not criticizing them as so much as I think. I think it's funny. And I, I probably have written and done just as dumb as oh, songs yeah. in my past and being in bands. We, I know we did. But, I like uh, the idea of the songwriter sitting there going, hmm, what can I compare God to? <laughs> it's like a, a detective that's looking for, <laughs> I don't know, LAPD. <laughs> I no. can't remember the rhyme before that was. Were they from Canada? Rhyming, Is that why they're Mounties? Was he rhyming bounty or something? He is like a bounty who always gets his man. That is why the ba da ba da ba And then the, the like head, like the chicken head neck bob thing into the camera. Yeah. It's just beautiful. He always, yeah, he nods. And his lips are like very out there. Uh, are we ready for the next one? Or are you still looking up lyrics? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to, oh yeah. Once I tried to run, I tried to run and hide, but Jesus came and found me and he touched me down inside. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. <laughs> Move on. He is like a Mountie. Always gets his man. And he'll zap you any way he can. Zap. He'll zap you. He zaps you. (laughs) It gets even better when you read the lyrics. Jesus is hiding in the bushes with the He's got the tennis racket with the shocking tennis racket. I'm going to go down to the orgy. I'm walking along and Jesus jumps out. But now (laughs) I want to write. I want to read the rest. He taught. So, okay, we're back. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. He taught me how to pray and how to save my soul. He taught me how to praise my God and still play rock and roll. The music may sound different, but the message is the same. It's just an instrument to praise his name. Jesus is a friend of mine. All right. You got it. (laughs) I rate that seven Kirk Camerons out of (laughs) ten. Put a badge on the screen that says that. Uh, Because Dan needs more work. something this week. (laughs) All right, let's Poor watch Dan. the. This is a favorite of mine, Dan. You may have to skip about. This piano intro is long. This keyboard oh, yeah. intro, you may need to <laughs> jump a minute in or so. Start. With, does he say anything in the beginning? No, it just it's just like credits rolling. And he, this okay. is the third eagle of the apocalypse. He's a, I think he's like a Catholic. Like what is it, Dan? Is it like pre-Vatican or something? He's like pre-Vatican two or something. He's one of those like hardcore Catholics. Okay, but he's also very like prophecy. Uh, Premillennial, like God's coming. Is he premillennial? I don't know, but he's de- he must be because he's very like um, uh, the rapture's coming and mm-hmm. Obama's the Antichrist and all this stuff. And this was during Obama. Uh, this is old now, right? It is kind of old, but he's still putting out these kinds of videos. He did oh, yeah. a Trump video. Anyway, Third Eagle of the Apocalypse. This is my favorite song. His big hit, Doom and Gloom. This will get stuck in your head. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> Yeah, right there. Again, with like the nursery rhyme style music. Oh, it's still going. Doom and gloom coming soon. Listen to Third Eagle's tune. Doom and gloom. Now, is he really outside? God is telling us the end is coming soon. Or is he really standing in some reeds? Very soon. (laughs) They're huge. You'll see signs up Unfortunately, it looks like he's about the size of a. It's like a leopard and gloom. Very it's soon, rapture comes at night or noon. Gloom and gloom, very soon. If you're ready, you will meet the bride and groom. It's 
like Frere Jaca or something. It sounds like the, the songs that come programmed on your Casio Don't keyboard. Yeah, something that he's doing. Yeah. I think he's just the doing the melody. Trump. Right? Like that little boom. Don't be dumb. No, he's... Yeah, all the drums and everything are programmed. He's just going. Dun, 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 dun. He's playing what he sings. Everything he programmed it himself. You think it was pre-programmed? Don't be dumb. Rapture comes from <laughs> your wick or face the gun. <laughs> Don't be dumb. Rapture comes. Fill your lamps. There won't be oil for everyone. Nobody says gun. Gun. I like the doom and gloom lyrics with the very peppy, uh, very peppy Seven. melody. I'm waiting for my favorite line here. Fears, <laughs> tribulation will appear. Sing along, kids. Seven years. <laughs> it's like a children's choir. Jesus said that it will be the very worst. Tears and fears. You will think our lovely planet has been cursed. Seven years, tears and fears. He Catholic wrote so Church will be a ghost. <laughs> Is that rhyme with years, tears and fears Britain, Russia, and the U.S. will be toast <laughs> I need the line about Antichrist yeah, I think it's coming up This is my favorite line and my, One of my favorite lyrics World everywhere World War III Don't blame Ooh, instrument me change. Listen to the key change? No, it's just the instrument change oh, World War III That's the new world order Plan for what it's worth Don't blame What's he gonna me line? What's he gonna rhyme it with? Earth. Earth. Will Earth. The king of North. 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 What? World War III. Earth. Don't blame me. You'll have no electricity. <laughs> hey, that came three. true. Don't it's blame California. me. Came true. Store some water, food, and fuel immediately. <laughs> it's like a PSA for a natural disaster. <laughs> I need the line Antichrist. Antichrist. He's not nice. <laughs> Take third eagles. Good is that enough? Antichrist. Are we good? Let's finish the stanza. He okay. will try to say that Jesus is not Lord. He's not nice. He'll behead you if you follow Jesus' word. <laughs> Antichrist. He's not, not nice. nice. Take his mark. You'll pay the price. Antichrist. He's not nice. He will take away God's holy sacrifice. All right. Whoa, I messed up there. Please don't dread Armageddon. My uh, co-pastor in San Diego when I was pastoring down there showed me this video, <laughs> and I'm, I was dying at the line, uh, Antichrist, he's not nice. <laughs> it sounds like a little kid song. Like there's a kid song that has that melody, right? What is it? What's the what's the app if, that if you're in the comments, help us da, find da, da, what is the original song oh, that has that melody? Like Raffy sings it. Da, 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 da. I know there is. Da, da, da. I'll find it. Well, there's yeah. Uh, um, oh, it must be Santa. This must be Santa. Maybe it's that's like, it. Dun, dun, dun. I can't remember. Yeah, they keep adding things. Yeah, yeah. It must be Santa. Beard that's white. That's yeah, what I'm thinking of. Beard that's white. Oh, that's white. Big must fat belly. Be Santa. Santa. But it's a little different. Something like that. Yeah, it does sound like must be Santa. But if you guys got a more accurate one, please comment it. Uh so good job, Third Eagle. I love that song. <laughs> it's gonna be stuck on my head for three months again. Doom and gloom. And I love singing like he does. Doom and gloom coming <laughs> soon. 
He sounds like, to me, he sounds like uh, Burl Ives from Rudolph, Red Nose Reindeer, when he's like a snowman. Silver and gold, silver and gold. I would love to see him in that. <laughs> Doom and gloom. I, <laughs> I do think if you're going to write about like a, the tribulation or Antichrist, at least write it in a minor key. Like just as a little, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a little... I think once again, it feels like he just learned that if you push that button on the keyboard, it starts playing a song automatically. He was trying to and spark like, hey, creativity. I got, I got lyrics. He was trying to write a song and he like leaned down and his elbow hit the... I'm pretty sure he hit the demo button. His elbow hit the button and he goes, that's it. Oh, it's the apocalypse. And then he just like, he figured out that he's like, okay, hey, we got to get a tune. Dong, 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 dong. That's it. It was so then he sings, so he's like, dang, dang, and he sings while he's doing the melody. You notice yeah, that? Like, it's he hilarious. plays the melody yeah. and sings it. He's not playing chords. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of cut off his hands. I would like to see if he was doing anything, but anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's the next one. Oh, I like this one. This is called... Uh, sure I know this one. The re- Renewed Mind is the Key. Oh, is this what we watched? And if you're... Uh, if you're on audio, you're going to want to switch to the video because the video is very <laughs> funny on this one. Let's. We will link all these too. But... Oh, well, this is a, we, can do, we can do this one. And he led me to this a is Carmen, chair. a witch's invitation. He mm. began to unfold his scenario with evil patience. I was given a giant leather-bound book jammed with newspaper clippings. Man dies of AIDS. Thus, the reason for this is like a witch's <laughs> invitation. Is he doing like a Jersey accent? With Is that how he talked? He pointed to each article with pride. He said, I healed this woman through a Babylonian chant. You see, this man, I cured him while performing Druid worship. I was paid to curse I like how Carmen's trying to figure out if this guy's a good guy or not. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. You know what? He's in this big haunted house. He kind of looks like Dracula. Looks like Dracula after he got out of the sauna. He's like, on the one hand, you make some good points. On the other hand, you're safe. Whoa, oh, Carmen's skull face? Yeah. I sat literally intimidated by his immensity and demon power. Sounds like Is a, Carmen telling a true story, like of someone that he actually met or something? <laughs> Did he ever like dabble in the dark arts? I don't know. On the arms it sounds like a little shop of horrors. He does like a whole narration in this Jer- New Jersey, I, New Yorker accent. To with oh, really close. He almost made the hourglass. Then how Moses fell when his rod turned to a serpent, and the what? three Egyptian magicians did the same. Wait. It's as if you're sitting there so the guy turned in the moment. Is he referencing scripture now? I don't see any Egyptian magician. All you feel is weak, powerless, and lame. What is he getting? What is he doing over there? And deeply prayed, saying, Jesus, give me wisdom. Is that how you pray? You when I pray, I put my fingers on my temples like that. This will scare you right is into heaven, a, man. Is that a bird cage over there? Yeah, he was like reaching into a bird cage. Does he ever sing? Igniting my eyes with fire. God stood me up, and I threw the book back in his chest. Oh, man. Ooh. Book attack, secret attack. Act up. Not compare God's miracles versus Satan's. The issue's not God's kingdom and Satan's. He's like, no, don't rap, don't rap. Comparison is the condition of your soul and the condition of mine. And you hourglass. Oh man, that I will. Is that a vase or two yeah. vases? <laughs> I said, my friend, one day they're coming for you. 
I'm going to tickle you. The longest intro to a song. Here come the tickle fingers. Oh, they're like a... Oh, man, that's freaky. Baby Got Back has a shorter intro. Is that Colonel Sanders? Oh, holy crap. Whoa. Ghostbusters. It's like the Slimer. It's like Slimer. It's like Slimer after Slim Fast. Slimmer. Slimmer. Don't cross the streams. Nope. Don't cross the streams, Carmen. I'm living in California. I just turned into a steaming lava. So hot. What? Oh, no. Wait, what happened to the... Is there music? What happened to the bird? I said, Isaac, when you toss that book of my Did the bird explode? <laughs> I think it might have. very loony, too. <laughs> no. More intro. Just keep talking. Is this the whole song, Dan? Is it just him talking? It's like a spoken word. It is. That's oh the whole song. Oh my gosh, it's almost over. All right, are we happy? I guess so. From his chair is this the same one? This might be a different one than I was thinking of. I like the witch's invitation because at the beginning, he goes in and it shows the shelves and he's got all these Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, it's the Dungeons and Dragons. And I think we skipped it, but then he's got like a Ouija board. What is the renewed mind is the key? That's a different thing. Okay. Is we, 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 clicked on the, we, we clicked on the wrong video. Okay. And I said, just keep going, Dan. Just keep going. I like how you were very confused the I whole time. I was so confused. So that was a Carmen, a witch's invitation. Just okay. a small taste of Carmen for you. We got to do a full Carmen We talk about Carmen point. a lot, and a lot of people are like, who the heck is Carmen? That was a small taste. Just a small... Tip of the iceberg. Yes. Really. An appetizer. You know, I appreciate Carmen. He's trying to do... Hey, he's trying to do something different some, and crazy. You know, and spoken word. Rap battles. Rapping. Do you think he ever rap battled in the streets like an eight mile or bodied? Yeah, they should do a biopic. Oh, man, a Carmen biopic? Who would play him? Where he's like... Kevin Sorbo? I'm trying to think he's got that chiseled kind of look. Older guy. That guy that was on... Uh, George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney would be good. He'd be a good Carmen. Uh, I can't remember the guy's say name. say Italian actors. Let's see. Big uh, Italians. Robert Downey Jr. He's not Italian. I just thought of him. Uh, yeah, he could be good. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Know. I don't know who else. I don't know who else would work. Oh, okay. that guy that was oh. on uh, Watchmen. I think who's that guy? The smiley oh. face guy. Oh, the guy who was uh, Zod in Superman. You know who I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Uh, what, Dolph Lundgren? Michael Shannon. Okay. I'm going to go Michael Shannon. Or you could just go a different direction. How about Benicio Del Toro? <laughs> He's scary. Could be a different take. Like yeah, the different, different Batmans or the different It's like Jokers. the Joker. Yeah. See, Michael Shannon. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he'd guy. be good. Yeah, he's got good. the kind of the distinctive face. Well, let's see. Maybe we can get Michael Shannon to do it. All right, yep. we're going to do... Uh, you want to do a Renewed Mind as the key now? All right. I don't know. Okay. I, this is the only one I don't know. Uh, maybe I've seen this. Have I seen this? Oh, man, this is going to be a joy for you. All right. Oh, I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. The guy who looks like Keanu Reeves and... Yeah. Uh, no, he looks oh. like American Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. And what's not Keanu Reeves? What's his name? Uh, what's his face? Bateman. No, not Bateman. No, the it's uh, the, the guy who's in Batman. The heck is Christian Bale? You called called Bale. Bateman is the. So you played Batman, not Bateman. No. I never thought of Bateman as Batman with an E. 
Patrick Bateman is the character. Right. He also looks kind of like Vincent Vega from uh, Pulp Fiction. Hitman. Hitman. I like the guy playing the magical keyboard that only plays the truth. <laughs> There's another keyboard that has something else on it. Is there? I want to see a drummer behind it. Spirit. Price is spirit. Oh, wow. <laughs> Synchronized. The lamppost from Narnia. Yeah. <laughs> Authentic. It is really. What makes this video really work is that guy. <laughs> yeah, if the girls were doing it, you yeah, it wouldn't. Be it's quite just the that same. he looks so out of place. He really does look like a hitman. I can't think of anything else he looks like besides psycho. that. He literally has a gun with a silencer on it down his pants right now. He's definitely got some bodies in his trunk. There are bodies in that Swedish brothel back there. What is that other Whatever that building is. What is the keyboard saying? I kept my glass on. Is that on the What? Present? Present? Present. Present truth. Oh, present. Maybe? Truth. Okay. Is that other band name? Oh, he's busting a move oh. now. Maybe someone gave them the keyboard looks, as a present. He reminds me like he could be on the movie The Mask. Like a bad guy on it or something. Yeah, it's a Jim Carrey's evil twin. Yeah. The drummer's really going for it. <laughs> they got some moves, man. It's hard yeah. to synchronize like that. They're pretty well synchronized. Sing, yeah. Can we? Do you think we can find any of these people and talk to them? That'd be awesome. I'd like to ask. Christian Bale when he thinks of his life now. <laughs> yeah. I like that it just looks like this psycho... Uh, Wait, uh, that was 2007? It looks like a dystopian neighborhood like on the... <laughs> that they built. Yeah, like some little like uh, a Stepford. cottage, but then it's all like red sky. It's like blood red sky. Yeah. <laughs> the apocalypse. Well, I think the... Uh, I think the lyrics were actually pretty good in that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Renewed Vine? I mean... They weren't. They definitely weren't as cheesy as uh, Jesus is. As Jesus is a friend of mine. Touch me deep down deep inside. I said we're not going to comment on that, Ethan. <laughs> We've already had that discussion. Okay, this one I put on here. I just discovered it thanks to one of our subscribers. Uh, this video it's around one fifty in the video that it gets really like. You might want to give a little sample first. They have like a singing donut in there. It's a bunch oh, of clips. This is the donut man. Yeah, but then there's a scene this where a bread comes out. Church. Do you something? see the bread loaf? I, I haven't watched this yet, so I think okay. I think it's going to be fresh for me. You, you can start a little earlier. Start a little earlier so we can see some of the donut, because you can see basically the gist of the idea that they, they have anthropomorphic baked goods right. for Jesus. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> the con- he, you got to get context. He died on the cross? So this yes. is the like, high-carb yeah. version of Veggie Tales? He shed his blood for us. <laughs> Life without Jesus. It's like a donut, cause there's a hole in the middle of your heart. Let's put some words from the Bible into some dough, and then put it in the wonder oven, and see what happens, okay? Very interesting. Uh, yes. Very. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! If anyone what is Christ, it? he is a new creation. <laughs> that really needed like a psycho. Away. Behold, I know, a new word there. Come. 
The donut looks horrified. The donut looks. I must say, it's a lot the donut looks here like he's than it was in there. Got PTSD. <laughs> I bet it is. He's hiding in that box. What's your name? Hmm, I don't know. Frankly, it's the yeast of my worries. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty funny. I'll kill you last. <laughs> <laughs> he turns to you. <laughs> Stop doing that. It's horrifying. What did you learn? Today? Dead lifeless I stare. That God bought us with his special money. Who finished that puppet? Oh, it's perfect. He looks like a new creation in Christ. And the interesting the interesting thing is that every every child in that video died in a horrible accident. <laughs> is that Not like really, final destination or something? The curse of the bread. They man. all died of yeast infections. That's horrible. Gross. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the directions for cooking that bread? Like uh, preheat to four fifty. Sprinkle uh, some Satan. Can't wait till dough rises. Insert demon soul. <laughs> yeah, like the eyes look like like you know when you see eyes that have been removed from sockets. Sure, I know. It freaks I freaks you out all the time. How white? How much white there is. The, like they're just a wide and how orb big of, they are, and that they're completely like orbs, right? Yeah. So it looks like they took those eyes, like, and they like put them on the bread, just kind of sticking out. So it looks like the missing face meat or something. It's just not right. They actually took the eyeballs of the previous donut man. It looks like real eyes from like a bread. raccoon or something. They yeah. pulled out the rat. You're like, oh, raccoons do have white in their eyes. You pull them out far enough, and then pop those into some bread. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Christians. Stop being weird. Dan, what I want to see is you just take that bear, that, that, that bread face and just zoom in on it and have it kind of fade to like a red tint and have like a tense like Duh. the violin. Like, yeah. Try that. Now, do that and then we'll go to hate mail. Dan's gonna be here for like forty hours before our next uh, before we actually publish this. Sorry, Dan. Well, that was fun. We'll have to do that again sometime. Hate mail time. I really miss Adam Ford. So, uh, a lot of people didn't like our interview with uh, Allison Van Den Herrick. Van Den Herrick. Probably most people liked it, and there was just a few comments that. Well, it seems like because people the, didn't the young, Earth young people, earthers, yeah, young earthers are. Which I'm a young of, earther. I'm on your side. They're a little flat earthy. I think there's some of that same gene. Maybe. They have that like, oh yeah, I'll own you. I've done the research. Yeah, and some of the disagreement was very respectful. Some people felt like we should have challenged more on this or that. It's not the kind of show this is. I tend yeah. to just like to hear what people say and then I ask stupid questions. So. I don't get just remember, why. remember, we don't always agree with our guests. And we have yeah, we've talked about this, haven't we? Like, why is it such a big deal? Well, I think it is and it isn't. I think it is in that you. I want to make sure that I'm taking Scripture seriously and I'm not reading Scripture through the lens of science. Hmm. At the same time, some people do that. They read Scripture not through the lens of science and they still kind of come to that conclusion. So hmm. I can disagree with them and go... You've thought through your beliefs. I disagree with you. I think you're wrong on that. But 
you know, when it comes to that point, it's like we can debate, we can argue, but ultimately, yeah, it's not a salvation issue. That doesn't mean it's not important. It's not something we should talk about and think about. It's interesting to talk about and think about, I don't understand people that get so upset about it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, I think to me. I think with the younger, it's really the thing you can't know. Like, you, right? Well, we can't really know with the younger you time travel. Though, most people read it in that sense. Most people read it in the sense of, oh, they're young, and then science came mm-hmm. along and said, you know, actually, the Earth is this long. So they see that as an assault and a compromise, mm-hmm. uh, an assault on Scripture and a compromise with the world. Mm-hmm. Which I think if you are interpreting the Bible through that scientific lens, well, we have to make it fit with this. Yeah, yeah. It can become that kind of thing. But I do think that some people hold that view honestly, and mm-hmm. they do respect God's word. So I can disagree with them. and Yeah. They can be wrong all they want. Anyway. So here's one of the best comments we got on, on Allison's interview. Very cringeworthy. And while I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, they are genuinely wrong and need to be reproved. And we don't do it, do them any favors by ignoring them. But I'm going to keep ignoring them. <laughs> what? I was really confused by the ending of that. So we don't do them any favors by ignoring them. Like, we ha- we can't ignore them. We must confront them. But he's also posting this like it's a secret conversation they're having that we can't see. They're, but it's a, a comment on our YouTube video. Maybe he thinks comments are private. Maybe he thinks it's like your own private comment on your video. Like just by commenting on our video, you're not ignoring us, really. Right? But I think he's talking about our guests, too. So it's like he's like... Not doing them any favors by ignoring them. Oh, so is he telling us? Okay, very cringe. Really, while I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, they because he's saying they. There's three people in the video: me, you, and A L. Allie is Allison. Allie, Alan, Al. Can't remember. Allison. Allison. Allie. Allison. They're genuinely wrong and need. They. He's talking about all of us. As if, and I got a message. I got some messages about this. People are like, how, how old is the Earth, Ethan? How many years? You're like sweating. <laughs> no. You don't know either. God's getting ready to press the <laughs> trapdoor button, and you're like, <sighs> "I'm fully uh, open to the idea that because we don't know what a six billion or however many billion year old thing looks, we just guess, right? Yeah. So you can't just look at a thing because you you can't test it. So you just go, "Oh, I think that's that old." So it could very well be that when God creates a thing, we interpret that as looking old, but we don't know. It doesn't. I don't lose sleep over it. You should. You should. I, I don't sleep hardly at all anyway, so. Very unhealthy. All right, so, also this. If you don't believe in the young earth, the loaf of bread is going to show up. <laughs> on my bed. Foot of your bed. Bed post. <laughs> <laughs> I am a new creation. Hey, we need to get that bread loaf. We need to somehow get it and have it on, our, real one? on our new knickknack show. And we could recreate it with. Yeah, we could like mold it with putty or something. Or a real bread loaf with real <laughs> eyeballs and real mouth. All right, what's our next? It looked like a ninja turtle, kind of. Okay, this one is uh, okay. The email address is no, he didn't <laughs> at something Yahoo or something. Uh, and then the guy's name is pterodactyl. You can bleep that. Uh, okay, so reason report. He's reporting message. You people are insane. Liars. The president didn't punch a baby. Note artist rendition. (laughs) (laughs) So on the image that I did of Trump going like this and there's a baby in front of him, I put a little note because it always bugs me that we like do these images and then it's like, but the joke isn't that he did it. It's that the anonymous source. So I just put a little caption, anonymous artist rendition. 
So this guy's investigating it, and he's like, wait a minute. Trump didn't punch a baby. Look right there. It says artist rendition. That was his what big does he Trump think? card. But we posted the artist rendition. So does he think that we found the picture and claimed it was real? And then he's like, you didn't see the note on there. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Well, the president didn't punch a baby. Hmm. Disappointing. He's weaker than I thought he was. I like to think that we consumed many minutes of this person's day trying to investigate <laughs> whether Trump punched a baby, and that makes me very happy. <laughs> it's one of the most satisfying things about my life. Do you think he really created a uh, email address called No, He Didn't? No, they just do that when they don't want you to be able to email yeah, no, them back. Little, I just like little freaks. Put in the birthday. Ethan, and... that's not true. Yeah. It's a liar. You no, are insane. No artist rendition. All right, we're going to go into our subscriber portion I can tell you about my crazy neighbor because I mentioned it earlier and teased it. And oh, yeah. my previous, my former neighbor. Okay. Who was oh, crazy. Yeah, your crazy ex-neighbor. Yeah. I don't know if I ever mentioned it on here because it was kind of an ongoing thing and we didn't want to like rile up anybody. But. Mm-hmm. And we have an email asking what a Christian libertarian America utopia would look like. Okay. Or what a libertarian America utopia would look like from a Christian's perspective. So we're going to answer that email. Or audio question or whatever it is. Hmm. All right. If you're a subscriber, thank you. We're about to go into the subscriber lounge. Yeah, and also there's the other kind of subscriber. We subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, you don't have Please to pay money. Do. Just subscribe to the YouTube channel and... You won't get that stuff, but, you know, you get all our videos. Smash that like button. Does it say like or does it say subscribe? Subscribe, like, whatever. Like too. Little thumbs up. And comment. We read the comments, as you can see from this guy. We like the comments. You put. You could even try to throw some questions in there. We might answer them. You never know. Yeah. I see people talking about my uh, my my voice cracking. Yeah. So take that subscribe button, bake a demonic loaf of bread, and send it to murder that subscribe button in the middle of the night. All Bye, right. everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The rest of this podcast is in our super exclusive premium subscriber lounge. If you're not a Babylon Bee subscriber, go to BabylonBee.com slash plans for full-length ad-free podcasts. Access to our headline forum, 20% off the items in the Babylon Bee store, a gift, and more. Please drop us a review on iTunes and share the podcast with a friend. Feedback and love mail go to podcast at babylonb.com. Follow Ethan at AxCop and Kyle at the underscore Kyle underscore man on Twitter. Kyle and Ethan would like to thank Seth Dillon for paying the bills, Adam Ford for creating their job, the other writers for tirelessly pitching headlines, the subscribers, and you, the listener. Until next time, this is Dave D'Andrea, the voice of the Babylon Bee, reminding you to go forth and spread the gospel like pepperoni on a pizza, but hold the pineapple. Pineapple.